Welcome to Dawn Patrol, the 30A morning show. Good morning! Presented by 38 Cottages and Concierge. Yeah! <laughs> Online, 38cottages.com. All right, good morning, everybody. It's Dawn Patrol. We've got a really cool show today because we are previewing Northwest Florida's, I say, most original event that happens in June every year. It's the eighth edition of Digital Graffiti. And it is amazing. Alice Beach really puts on a great show for this. They have over 27 artists for the 8th edition taking place June 4th through the 6th. I've got Mike Ragsdale here with me, and this is something to look forward to every year, isn't it? It's an amazing event. It's literally the definition of spectacle. Yeah, Alice Beach on a good day uh, is already stunning and, and, and beautiful to look at, but then when you... Um, basically visually project digital art onto these white surfaces at night, it becomes uh, something pretty extraordinary. It's uh, extraordinary on top of extraordinary. Any other place in the world that does something similar to this? Not that we're aware of. I mean, there, there's definitely been a grassroots um, movement over time, people doing kind of guerrilla projection. You know, they'll have a, a projector set up in a van or something where they can kind of come and project on a skyscraper. But the, the challenge, um, with, with the exception of a few um, places in Greece or perhaps in other parts of the world, there are very few towns where all of the white space, I mean, is, is available uh, in a public forum. So you have people who've tried to do similar things in other markets, but I don't mm -hmm. think it quite works as well as, as the original, which is uh, Alice Beach. That's where it all began. Yeah. Tell us how, how did it get started, Mike? Really, so the idea um, had its roots, at least the brand had its roots, uh, when I, was, I had a company that was doing work with AOL, and we were exploring really kind of the idea of user-generated content. This is before that became kind of a common um, notion. And so Digital Graffiti was the name of a contest we came up with where we would ask users, uh, we would post a new photo each week. And it might be a photo of Steve Case, the president of AOL, or another public figure. And we would ask audience members to go trash it. I mean, take it into Photoshop or the, the photo editing software of their choice and to send us the results back by the deadline in exchange for a potential prize. So each week we would get these just hilarious and incredibly creative images. Um, and that's really the origin of the name. But then when I was doing consulting work for Alice Beach, Jason Comer, the town founder, was looking for ideas uh, for a signature um, event at Alice Beach. And he wanted to do something extraordinary. You know, he, he didn't want to do another music festival or wine festival. He wanted to do something that would really help speak to the unique characteristics of Alice Beach, which, of course, is, is the visual uh, beauty of the architecture and the design. So as I was looking at all this, and of course, I have a technology background, I'm sitting there thinking, man, this is just one huge blank canvas. I mean, these walls, these rooftops, um, if you took some projectors out here, it might actually create some pretty interesting um, uh, material for artists to project upon. So uh, Kelly Arnold, uh, Kelly Arnold Seiler now, and uh, Alice Stevens uh, Protzman, um, Alice Stevens is the granddaughter of Alice, after whom the town's name is. She was the style director at the time. So Alice and Kelly and I um, went out with, um, I think, Scott and Sean Woodby and some of the technology guys. And we went out and we took some projectors and we did a test in the middle of the night. And, I mean, the, the effects were pretty stunning. So we knew we had an idea um, that would that would potentially become that signature event for Alice Beach. And after a few tests, um, we convinced the powers that be that uh, it would be worth investing in and exploring. 
That's really cool, Mike. And uh, if you want to go see what we're talking about, the canvas that Alice Beach provides, you can go to their website, alicebeach.com. How, how did 30A take to this festival immediately, or did it take a little bit of time? Well, what's funny is, you know, we, we, we had to fake it a little bit at first because, of course, when you're starting something new, people don't really understand what you're talking about. And even the artists, we wanted it to be credible, right? We knew we had to get artists to buy into the fact that this thing was a credible um, uh, contest, if you will, because I think we had five or $10,000 worth of cash prizes. That said, it's a little bit difficult to explain to artists you've never met in, uh, in Asia and, and uh, Africa and Europe that, hey, we're going to project your art onto a three-story tall building. You know, it was kind of a, a strange notion. So at first, we were really kind of having to aggressively go out and solicit. We would find things on YouTube that we thought were potential entries, and we would email the artists and say, hey, would you consider submitting this, or would you let us project this? And so the first year, we kind of had to do that. We kind of had to, um, nobody really understood what we were trying to accomplish. And I remember even the Jason, the town founder, called me into his office a few weeks before the event saying, now what is this thing again? Like what, are, I'm not, sh I don't know if we need to do this. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. No, people are coming. Like we already have, like this is, the, we're, you know, this is, this is happening, you know? So he, he uh, fortunately um, let us move forward with our harebrained idea. Now that said, um, you know, it was funny. We had amazing weather all that weekend. It was beautiful. We're high-fiving each other. Alice and Kelly and I are going, this is going to happen. This is awesome. And I remember my dad called me about 45 minutes before the event and said, there's a one little red cell on the weather radar mm. and it's kind of coming your way. And I'm like, you know, I don't know what I can do, but I'm telling you that thing like a laser guided bomb moved straight across the Gulf, straight across and 15, 20 minutes. I mean, there's a, there's a crowd waiting outside 15 or 20 minutes before the gates are supposed to open this squall hits and it was just one little cell yeah. and it took out 80% of the projections that we had planned. I mean, we had probably 50 projectors that we had borrowed from schools, from learning institute, we had all sorts of places we had begged, borrowed and stealed, uh, stolen to get all of this stuff there. And I remember literally, and this is no joke, I went and hid in a house. I was so embarrassed. I was so sad. We had been working yeah. on this for eight months. And I literally went and sat in one of the homes that was for sale and just sat on the steps and thought, you know, there's nothing I can do. I'm just going to hide here and avoid criticism. <laughs> and, and fortunately, um, uh, the storm passed quickly. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the projectors didn't make it. I mean, they weren't damaged, but we, they, they had to be quickly bundled up and stored mm -hmm. and there was no way to reset everything. I mean, it was, we learned a lot that year. Now, fortunately it was a great success because the party at Kaliza, not many people had experienced Kaliza before. Right. So we just went over there and partied and everybody was wet and everybody was having fun. And it was a great party in our minds. Um, it was not a success because, uh, we know, we knew what people didn't see. Right. But attendees had never seen Kaliza before. A lot of them had never really been to Alice Beach before. And they saw a few projections and it was enough for them to go, wow, that was an incredible event. So we knew we had something and we learned a lot about 
setting the project, John Rosenberg and all those guys, uh, learned a lot about how to set the projectors up in a way that they would be weatherproofed. Um, and, and we also have expanded to numerous nights. So no, I would say it was not an immediate success, but, uh, after, after that, it's been nothing but growing and getting better every year. Speaking of that, uh, from year one to year eight, uh, tell us the progression. It's definitely gotten bigger. It's definitely gotten bigger. That's the one nice thing about working with a blank canvas that gets a little larger every year. Every time you build a new house, it becomes a potential new projection surface. Right. So, you know, Alice Beach is probably 15% complete. Um, it is, it eventually will be twice the size of Seaside. Seaside's 80 acres. Rosemary Beach is about 110 acres. And Alice Beach is 158 acres. So, you know, a lot of people don't really understand the scope of how big Alice Beach will be. And eventually, um, I envision, you know, this, whole town being a week-long festival to where you have to come back numerous days in order to see all of the projections. Um, that said, uh, one of the things that you're going to see is more and more, I think, white space um, becoming available and more and more interactivity because the technology is evolving. So I think one of the things that happened early on is we had these judges and we had Alan Hunter uh, uh, as a judge from MTV. We had um, India Hicks, uh, world famous uh, model and TV host and, and designer um, as, a, as a host and MC. So we had these people who were really kind of defining what digital graffiti is. And what I mean by that is the first year or two, we had people submitting documentaries, for example. We had people submitting short films. Um, so in the case of a documentary, the judges, although they enjoyed the documentary that was chosen for the festival, they kind of said, this isn't really digital graffiti. I mean, this is this should belong in a different kind of festival, right? Because this right. was all new. So when people began to submit short films, we realized this is not really that vent, that kind of venue. This is not a place where you're going to stand and look at a wall for eight minutes to hear about you know saving the environment or uh, or or a, a musician's life. This should be visual eye candy. Right. right. This should be something that where the, the wall is evolving or mutating or you're able to interact with it. It's not necessarily telling a narrative. It's like okay. that 3D art uh, that you see on the, the chalk drawings in New York exactly. and stuff. You know, exactly. where it's like you stop and you're like, how do they do that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of visually interesting. And, and so we've kind of seen since year one, we've seen the judges helping define, number one, what is digital graffiti? What is digital art? Um, and we're also seeing more architectural mapping so that artists now understand, wow, this is a canvas, this house, this chimney, this window. So we actually have artists who are mapping the house. They're understanding that the projector is back so many feet and it's at this height. So they can go in and digitally map the surface of the house and then create art that's specifically designed for that space, which yeah. that's pretty cool. And then once they develop the map, once they develop the digital points, they can re um, remap it every year, right? They can put on new designs and new things. So I, I've eventually uh, imagined that every house will kind of have a vector art type, you know, you can give it to the artist and say, Hey, here's your surface for next year, you know? And I think we'll also see, we're, we're seeing more interactivity. I think people are recognizing that static art is great, but when you actually create almost a contemporary version of the fun house, uh, the mirrors thing right. and all that stuff, it's the digital version of that. So I think interactivity is something that we're seeing more and more of since the beginning. What's in store for the future of digital graffiti? Do you envision this uh, going into year 10, 20, 30? It's just 
got a great home here. Absolutely. This is the eighth annual event. Um, it, it only gets bigger and better every year. I think, um, obviously, in addition to more white space every year and more interactivity and more, you know, architectural integration, I think eventually it'd be nice to see kind of um i think a way to kind of make this all work together is to bring in sponsors for each house so you might have the microsoft house and the sony house and the nintendo house uh or the playstation house and i would love to see the technology sponsors kind of come in and say okay we're going to commission artists to go in and use our technologies to create these cool wraps around these houses and maybe even into the courtyards to where, you know, maybe there's somebody on the wall talking to you as you're interacting with the house and they're inviting you to come inside. Or maybe um, they're showcasing whether it's new projectors or new games or new webcams or new home automation technologies. I think that ultimately artists should be funded by the sponsors. And I think that would be it would be a really cool process if at the end of each festival they do a drawing and during that drawing you end up uh, finding out what which house you've got next year and so you can spend as a company all year long letting your artists develop um, uh, the, the the presentation that you want for the following year so I mean that's a little ways off but I think that'd be a, a great way to kind of digital graffiti is really an intersection of art architecture and technology so the architecture is there, you know, right. the, those guys have done their work. The art is now coming freely. I mean, like I said, they've got artists from all over the world submitting entries for this. I think if you bring the technology guys in next, you know, get the guys from Silicon Valley um, interested in this and aware of this, I think they'll bring the money and the technological tools that empower the artists to do some really extraordinary stuff. So I think that that's something I hope we'll end up seeing. I also hope that, um, we'll begin to see, and we're already seeing this. For example, I know they're doing a, another curator's tour. Uh, Brett Ferris is the curator, has been with us since day one. He's a professor of digital media at uh, Marist University in New York. And he'll be back again this year, and I know you guys will be doing an interview mm -hmm. with, with him later um, as we get closer to the festival. But we're already starting to see um, more seminars, more pre-show events. I'd love to see an opportunity for people to come and take classes uh, or to understand a little bit more about digital art or possibly even to see demonstrations of digital art in other areas of 30A, you know, so that it becomes a, a little bit broader experience where you you might have an artist who's set up a projection inside the Seaside Chapel um, or on the Seaside Chapel that week, and it all builds hype to the big event, the big finale at uh, Alice Beach. But um, ultimately, uh, this is Alice Beach's event, and, and and although I was proud, um, uh, proud to help get it started, uh, now I'm just an enthusiastic supporter, sponsor, and and fan. I just go to, to I get to sit back now and just watch this thing come to life every year, and that's uh, one of the great things about it. And Kelly and her crew over there are outstanding at. Uh, they just do what they do they so do they do. unbelievably <laughs> well. I mean, they. Um, it's every year never ceases to amaze me because there's a lot of moving parts. I mean, you got to think about weather, you got to think about humidity, you got to think about all these things. These projectors can be delicate and finicky. Uh, John and those guys, I mean, they've just, Sean Woodby from the beginning, have done just an amazing job of setting this thing up and really setting a standard. I mean, there have been other cities, including Birmingham and Miami, 
uh, town in Colorado who have come to us, uh, who came to us and said, you know, we want to do this in our town. Can you help us? So, you know, they're really setting a, uh, a standard and a tone for something I think is going to be around for a long time, not just on 30A, but is also spawning other similar events in other cities around the world. Yeah, Alice Beach, Alice Beach events uh, are definitely, when I walk in, it feels like they're doing it for me personally. Yeah. it's They, they just always have that personal touch, and it's yeah. fun to go to no, Alice they, Beach they events. They really are uh, experts at what they do. All right, so if you're going to the event, Digital Graffiti, the 4th fourth through the 6th in June, uh, what can the uh, patron, what can people that are just going to admire the art and everything, what, what can they expect? Well, I think, again, it's important to emphasize that I'm not directly involved with the planning right. of the event. You know, but, you've but seen that a lot said, I know what's coming up just because, you know, the, the Emerald Coast Lounge, they do that every year. They do kind of like a pre-party. Um, so that that's kind of a red carpet thing. Super fun. That's also... Uh, used to we used to announce the winners at the end of the festival but everybody was having such a good time and it was so noisy that uh, almost no one heard who won so now they actually announce it during this uh, pre-party event which happens uh, by Fonville Press the coffee shop there in Alice Beach Um, you know you've also got a curator's tour this year I believe it's on that uh, Thursday night and that that's really special because they started that last year and it was kind of cool to walk through the exhibits in a small group forum and actually hear why certain entries were selected because people don't understand that a lot of these entries, some of them are artistic in nature and some of them are mathematical and algorithmic in nature, you know? So sometimes it's an artist coming up with something, a vision and using interesting tools to kind of create it. Other times it's more of a science guy who mapped every weather station in the United States and use the data from that to create some sort of kaleidoscope, algorithmic kaleidoscope. So to understand what you're seeing, um, the, the curators tour really offers an interesting insight into to why something was selected and also recognizing that the people who select these entries, it's not just because it's pretty. Um, these guys aren't just running some sort of Photoshop filter on, on art and then putting it up on the wall. They really understand the level of intricacy and the level of work that has to go into these exhibits. And they're not just doing something that they're not just putting something up there that was run through a filter and looks cool. They really are trying to even sometimes understand how the artist did it. Uh, and, and so you have a unique opportunity also to interact with a lot of the artists. So even though there are, you know, 30, 40, uh, 50 exhibits every year. Um, early on, we had almost none of the artists come because they didn't really know what it was. Sure. Now, this year, you're going to have artists from Italy coming, I know for sure. You're going to have artists from all over the U.S. actually here. And they'll be able to sit there and interact with you and talk about their exhibits. So that 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 more of that intimate Thursday evening and Friday evening uh, opportunity is... Um, uh, something I really think has been a great addition to the festival. And then Saturday night is always the hot ticket. That's the big party. So uh, I think that's the CNBC night. But if you really right. want to understand and explore the art, I think the Thursday and Friday evening opportunities are, are optimal for that. It's June 4th through the 6th, Digital Graffiti 2015. You can go online. Their website is digitalgraffiti.com. That's easy to remember. If you have any questions about it, info at digitalgraffiti.com or call them. Uh, If you'd like to sponsor the event, 
it's going to get bigger. Get in now, right? Uh, absolutely. And tickets always, almost always sell out. Um, and so you need to order tickets uh, online soon. And also, um, we 30a.com provides the digital graffiti app every cool. year. So there's an app for iPhone and Android. It's free, and it provides not only uh, information about the schedule, but also about the artists um, and uh, the judges, all that sort of stuff. So recommend you, you download that because it kind of becomes a festival companion. It's really cool, and you can go on their Facebook page, like them for all the updates. It's Digital Graffiti Festival on Facebook. Mike, thanks for the insight on this year's 2015 Digital Graffiti Festival. Yeah, no, I'm happy to help. And, Can't uh, wait to hope, see it. Yeah, <laughs> me, me too. It's always one of the most anticipated events of the year, and um, hats off again to the Alice Beach team and to uh, Brett Ferris for uh, putting it on. Thanks a lot, Mike. Thank you. Dawn Patrol, presented by 38 Cottages and Concierge, with properties in Rosemary Beach, Seacrest, Seagrove, Seaside, and Watercolor. Unpack, relax, and forget where you're from, 38cottages.com. 